Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Find Panadol Rapid 80 caplets for just $14.99, but only at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepaid plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, everyone. Lizzie Kimpy. Kimpy. Kimpy? Kimpy. For breakfast. Kimpy, come on. Lizzie <laughs> and Kimpy. Uncle Kimpy. For breakfast on SNZ. It is Wednesday, the 16th of November. And we're halfway through the week. Just quickly, Kempi, is the team all right? We've got a new team member Mate, this I morning. I don't know. I think... Uh Take it a little bit easy well, on the push-ups up. today, mate. Yeah. Logan reckons he's he's ready to go, though. Oh. I think he's a bit more resilient than old Captain K and Jumping <laughs> jumping Joe Dirt. Um, but, yeah, mate, we'll see. We'll see this morning. Got a new kitchen, like you said. Got Logs in there. He's uh, He'd been in here with Neeps. I've hooked up our program this morning, mate. Looks like a good one, too. I can't wait. Some of the people that we're talking to. Oh, I'm going to let you introduce it because she's a doozy today. Yeah, beautiful there, Kempe. Yeah, Logs is in, and Kez, obviously, big part of our team. He's gone over the afternoons, and then he's had one early morning, and then bang! <laughs> sniper got him. The sniper got him. But hey, great to have you in here, Logs and Neeps. Looking forward to ripping into a big show, and Morena to you as well. Aroha. 
Uh, yes, Kempi. Big show today. We're going to talk women's sport. It is flying at the moment. Our Kiwi Ferns beat England yesterday, 20-6, to six to back book a rematch against the Jillaroos in the Rugby World Cup Women's Final. So looking forward to chatting about that after 7 o'clock. Hopefully we've got a player. If not, we'll cross over to the UK and get a reporter out of the UK. So looking forward to that. And is there a better story in the game of golf? Stephen Alka has been one of the most consistent golfers this year. And his consistency has paid dividends, big dividends, amassing 7.44 million big ones this year. Steve will join the show around 7.40. I can't wait to chat to Steve out. Yeah, He's good. actually coming back to have a crack at the New Zealand Golf Open. Oh, get on now. What is he? Dollar three? Yet to do. <laughs> <laughs> Dollar three. Something yet to do, Kempi's. He's done everything this year, and he's man, it's a it's a hell of a story. If you know the story of Steve Alker and the PGA, and twenty three straight miscuts in the PGA, twenty three straight miscuts, and then he's gone on, and he's just had a hell of a year. His uh, you can see it in the emotion, his wife, even in his emotion, in his eyes, and his voice when he's having uh, doing interviews. So I'm looking forward to that. Steve Alka. After 8 o'clock, the Black Band celebrations continue this morning. And look, I hope this happens. I've just been on the socials, and she was out to all hours of the morning. They are continuing to celebrate as our Black Ferns. Ruby Tui, um, who else was out? Renee Holmes. Plenty of them were partying on the karaoke machine last night. And Renee said yesterday when I hit her up, yeah, no, I think we're having a quiet night. But they didn't have a quiet night, so Renee Holmes is coming on after 8 o'clock. Let's hope she's awake, but if not, I forgive her, because let's be honest, if I won the World, when I won the World Cup in 2011, Kempi, I didn't stop for about three weeks, so... No, I believe I'll, that. I'll definitely... I'll forgive her. I'll forgive <laughs> what her, What you say, three friend. months? Yeah, it was, it was a long couple of months. It was a long couple of months. It was the best. So we're going to try and get Renee Holmes on after 8 o'clock. She was a standout. She was named in the tournament team uh, at fullback for the Rugby World Cup, and uh, she's an awesome get. So looking forward to chatting to her. And then Movember, Rob Dunn, will round out the show uh, at about 8.40. So big show there, Kempi. Big, big show. But, mate, how are you getting on? How was your day yesterday? Did you, have we, I haven't seen any snippets of... Beaver shadow boxing. Yeah, mate. I sent uh, I sent Kirst a uh, just a um, message last night and said, make sure Beaver, you know, gets out and does his Movember that's uh, been drawn. And she's like sent back a sent back a smiley face saying, yep, no worries at all. So um, I'm waiting too, mate. I've been checking every time I open my phone up. I've been going straight to Insta to see whether or not SENZ have put it on their pages, but I haven't seen it yet. So, mm. mate, we'll have to have a chat to. Um, to Kirsten Beave later on, probably just to see what you know. Come on, mate, what's going on? You've been given your challenge. We just wrap this up already, you know. Wrap this week up already because we're nailing them already. I jumped on the um on the machine, the text machine. Oh, I jumped on the the cans last night again, and talking to Beaver and Kirsten. I, I spoke to him and he was like, "Oh yeah," and he started doing it on air. But he only went for thirty seconds, and then I jumped off. And then Kirsty sent me a few texts on the text machine where I was getting abused. They were saying, 
Mate, it was so rigged. Izzy didn't even have to get one. This is over November, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's just all part and parcel of the game. Oh, come all on. part and parcel of the game. We have another draw today, Kempi. That's and, right, from being uh, curse for tomorrow. So you're, we'll pull that out. Curse we'll for today. Yep. And then I'm tomorrow, and then you're Friday. So we'll round out the big week, Kempi. But yesterday, mate, I just watched, the, um, just recap the highlights of the Women's World Cup semi-final against the England over there in uh, in the UK, mate. Um, pretty pretty stellar performance from our black uh, Kiwi fans. Looking them was. another opportunity in the final. And yeah. they're very good, eh? They are. They're very good. they got some good players in there. They had Meli Hafonga come in and play in the centres. Um, and she played on the wing in the last game. She was outstanding. They just a barnstorming centre, a bit like Conrad Harrell, you know, in that style of, of player. Um, but for me... The the whole game relies around uh, racing McGregor in the in the seven jersey and Brianna Clark up yep. front. You know if they get Brianna Clark rolling through the middle, uh, racing McGregor, she is such a such a good halfback. You know obviously the NRL halfback of the year, and just looking at their game, the problem that they'll have against Australia is just the amount of errors that they make. So um, hopefully we can talk a little bit about that. But yep, through to a through to a um, another World Cup final for us. You know, the, the women's finals, mate. We've got we've just had the the um, start of the the women's finals and football ferns as well. You know, playing a playing down at Orange Theory yesterday yeah, against mate. Korea yeah, yep. and getting a draw in a warm up match. There's just so much women's sport on at the moment. Um, and of course, all in the all in our black jerseys. So you go from the our, our black ferns to our our kiwi ferns to our um, football ferns. You know, it's just I reckon it's so great that New Zealand's capitalising on, and they've set it up, haven't they? Our our, our black ferns, they've set it all up. Now on the back of it, I just I'm just hoping that both the football ferns and the kiwi ferns can roll off the back of it. I painted the picture, eh, Kempi? I painted the picture of the Black Ferns, and you actually seen a few of the Black Ferns. Kendra Cox, Edge was there. Alana Bremner, they all got invited along. Amy Duplessis, because it was obviously down here in Christchurch. So they invited a couple of Black Ferns to get along, had probably had to say a few words about their experience, and everyone's bouncing off that IP. And I love it, mate. And, you, and you're starting to see a real change in the garden, particularly with women's sport. Like we've, we've Traditionally, we've always been there with the Silver Ferns, They've probably been the leading the way in terms of our women's sports teams in the country. We've obviously had some awesome women um, athletes competing over the Olympics and Commonwealth Games, but it's particularly when you think of team sport, the Silver Ferns. But now we've got the Black Ferns who have just really painted the picture. We've got the women's rugby league team that are vying for a final. And one thing I noticed about that team is their defence is on. Mm. They defend for each other, and that's what you need to win these big tournaments. Defense, defense wins competitions. So they're showing the uh, lights there. Then you've got the uh, the white ferns, obviously. Um, you know they're doing it in the cricket sense with Amelia Kerr that just got back from over in the West Indies and had a stellar uh, competition over there when they reembark on their journey. Now you got the football ferns and Vic Essen, the ferns goalkeeper, a saviour. And had a stellar night at the goalkeeping round. So, mate, like women's sport is flying. I've written a bit of thing for um, Bomb Squad today regarding women's sport and where we were hoping to head to because it wasn't too long ago. And I'll, you know, I'm going to be a bit of vulnerable here about my situation regarding women's sport, particularly in rugby. When I come off the back, uh, when I come do a Bomb Squad later on today, and 
Good on yeah, you. Hopefully, this is only the start. This is only the start of, of women's rugby, and, and I want to see them reap the rewards from their success too, because men's, all the men do it. You know, you, I, I'm talking from rugby sense. You know, well, the All Blacks, one of our biggest teams, they do get monetary funded outside of the game too. Like individually, most of them make a lot of cash from sponsorship deals, companies getting on board. I hope we see that now with, with women's sport. Yeah, look, I, I think the CBA is really um, important moving forward. The NRL are uh, fighting at the moment through that collective bargaining agreement. And I think what people have to do is understand what the impact women's sport has on the environment in and around um, bringing a dollar into into the coffers for the New Zealand Rugby Union. You know what I mean? So it's not just that you're getting sponsorship across the front of your jerseys, but if you've got mums and daughters and grandmothers sitting at home switching their TV on with their subscriptions and stuff like that, the CBA has to be reflective of that and it has to drip down to the woman. You know what I mean? So I've been having a, a lot of thinking, a lot of reading around the CBAs and how they... Um, and how they're operating at the moment. And some of the comments on them about players and being greedy, like we read this one about a player getting you know $1.25 million and it was just um, making the market sort of unreal. Well, bad luck. Out of that $1.25 million, they're still not getting their fair share of the collective money that is brought back into the game. And the only reason you're getting that money is because of the players. you know. And I, and I can see that changing, but you've got all of this... Um, sport happening at the moment. The timing couldn't be better. Go black ferns, kiwi ferns into our football ferns. We had the white ferns um, kick it all off, of course, in the in the cricket. And I can see an explosion. I just don't think for for female sport in this country, for sport in general, on the back of COVID. Three years of sitting at home, where our kids are going. I want to get out there and wear a black jersey because for me, at the ultimate of what's happened, is that the mana in that black jersey is at an all-time high. And we and, and our, our black ferns, because they're so marketable and got so much personality, have done wonders for the black jersey. It doesn't matter what, what jersey you wear and what sport, but the Ruby Tuis of the world, the, the Stacey Flulers, you know, the Renes, those type of girls have gone out and captured everyone's imagination. And I just think, like I know there's a lot of um, socials around about getting them paid. Mate, the New Zealand rugby needs to step up. Mm. They got plenty. I hope so. They got plenty. <laughs> that's in that's in my Bob's got too. They sold look, out uh, Eden Park. I know, I know. And, and look, I hope they do and I'm yeah, praying that they get an opportunity. But this is like I just think back to twenty eleven when we won the World Cup back in our home yard. Like you look at all the major companies, all the major marketing places, like these girls are very marketable. They are big names in, in the game of rugby and sport in New Zealand and potentially around the world. There's one point three million UK viewers watching that game over in the UK. One point three million UK viewers that tune in to watch obviously the England Rose and what they've been able to do, thirty game streak, potentially chasing the final, but the Black Ferns were on on the screen. So right now, when you think back to the 2011, the biggest brands and the biggest faces in, in rugby in New Zealand, Dan Carter's, your Richie McCall's, they were the face of all these major companies. Now, I'm hoping and I'm predicting that the Ruby Tui's, the Ruahe de Monts, uh, the Sterahidonese, you know, the, the big uh, personable, you know, personalities of that World Cup win are going to get recognition in New Zealand and then potentially around the world with some biggest 
some of the biggest global brands. Yeah, and get paid for it, and and get that's, genuinely paid for it. And that's right. Like like ca- capitalize on that. That's when you've got the one point three million, like you're talking about. <laughs> that's bringing money in the. That's bringing money into the coffers. Now make sure it gets filtered to the right area. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they'll be sitting there going, "Well, you know, these girls don't know about it. They don't sign contracts." Imagine. I guarantee you this. Imagine Israel Dag just played in the World Cup and went through that, and they've done that, and their manager's sitting there going, really? That, that's his IP that you're trying to take, and you don't want to give him anything? Mate, your manager would be on the blower. To, he would have been on the blower last week. <laughs> Get us some more cash. That. Show us the <laughs> cash. <laughs> Look, I, I know Ruby too has got a great... Um Yes, uh, management group and and most of the to, of the ladies do, um, but there'll be just a couple out there that probably don't, and they're going to get a big wake up call. Those like me, I was young, dumb, and you know when I was in 2011, and then bang, you know the world's at your feet, and you're like, whoa, what's all this? Why do people want me? And oh, they want to do that for that? Oh my gosh, it's crazy. It is a crazy time, but I hope they get the recognition they deserve. I'm going to read this message. Give us a message throughout the day on the Temper Bed Post text machine, double eight double three or the Kennard's High phone line, 0800 150 Do you agree? Do you agree with what uh, Kempi and myself have just said regarding women's sport and the recognition? Would you hope to see uh, the ladies getting recognition and you know monetary paid and, well, a bit of cash in their back pocket? How good. Are you playing the Gut Foundation Golf Tournament, t- tournament tomorrow at Pegasus? Is he? That is from Tim. Yes, I am, Tim. I am. I'm signed up for that a while back. Going to head along and uh, hopefully raise some money for the Gut Foundation down here in Christchurch. So I'll see you there tomorrow at Pegasus. And on that, right now, it's time for our Can't Wait Question of the Day. Can't Wait Question of the Day. You saw this little clip the other day. Stephen Alka has his trusty five wood for the golf course. What's the one item you can't live without? What's the one item you can't live without? You know, Steve Alka, his purple golf shafts, the five wood, the trusty five wood that's got him paid this year. That's his club, and that's his trusty item that he can't live without. What is yours? What's the one item you can't live without? That is our can't wait question of the day. Double eight, double three, let us know. What can't you live without? I can think I can guess Kempe's. But I'll let him answer that. We'll be back soon. It's 20 past six. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yes, welcome back. Can't wait. Question of the day. Steve Alcaz is trusty five wood on the golf course. What's the one item you can't live without? Kempi, what can't you live without? <laughs> oh, there's a couple of things, brother. You know, a little bit of hair yeah. products, pretty good every day. You know, make sure you get that, yeah. that you know, looking sharp type of feel. Um Definitely my partner, like Jay, at the moment, like she's just sensational, mate. I couldn't live without her. And my, my, I had to think about it in the break, but, mate, my kids, you know, they're the ones I, I sat with my son yesterday afternoon talking about just sitting there being an heir. He was talking to me about what's coming up. You know, he's been offered a really good role next year. He wants to go and do full immersion to do all. Um, yeah. He's just bouncing things around, mate. And I just sat there and just thought how cool it is that you're sitting there with your son and he's wanting to talk to you about stuff. We ended up talking about property and all sorts of things. So, um, yeah, mate, I think about those those kids every day. 
and uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else I would do if they. I didn't have them in my my kit. Um, so that's me. Mate. That's me. Is you? Nice, nice. And Marky's the same as you. Morena lads and Arohak. I can't live with that item as my wife. If I did not have it, I'd be buggered and have no money. <laughs> it is from Mark the Hulk and Tarang, and and he's on the same as you, Mark. Honestly, I would never in my wildest dreams have this life that I have lived and continuing to live without my beautiful wife, Daisy, for sure. And the greatest item she's ever provided me, items, is my kids like you, Kempi. Oh, some days you're like, man, I'd just love a day off and just, you know, be able to park up and have a sleep. And But when you go away on that holiday that's been coming around and you're just like, you're away from your kids, you're like, oh, nah. Just sounded good at the time, but I bloody miss them. I bloody miss them. So, uh, yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm along the same lines as you, mate. And another one probably be my uh, Dyson hair straightener. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> my Dyson hair straightener is pretty good too because it gives these long locks that you see every day, Kempi. <laughs> a little a little quiff up the front. You know those, those little locks? nice little quiffs? Are those long locks? Yeah, mate. <laughs> you know, you got to think where I've come from to where I am now, Kempi. I, wasn't at, I have never been able to do this, ever. You know, you put your fingers through your hair and you roll it up and you just have a little play and you're like, oh, that's so lovely and long and luscious. Well, that's what the Dyson provides. So there you go. That's my item. Beautiful. It's <laughs> Ed, come through. Morena Koto. It's got to be the SCNZ app, my cousin. Got me to get, uh, I've got me on my phone all day. And that is from Ed. He is uh, one of our supporters. We appreciate it, Ed. What about you, Lokes? One item you've got, mate. Give us something, surely. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm a gamer. So... Yeah, PlayStation. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, well, I knew you were going to say you know, that. You know me, Kempi. PlayStation, Xbox. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm going to have to go to the Nintendo Switch because I can take it with me if I need. Oh, yeah. wow. It's just a good, uh, it's just a good es- escapism. But when I, when I pose that question, what one item you couldn't live without, I, I love, Izzy, that you, you brought up the, that you knew about the five wood story because I love that from Stephen Alka. Uh, and I <laughs> believe they're quite rare now as well. So uh, make sure yeah. whoever makes them, you look after Stephen Alka because he's giving you good free press <laughs> there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I can't live without my wife, Sarah. And I mean, because w- right now, now, we I mean, we bought a house recently, so we're going through all of that. And uh, with, with how hectic, you know, life has yeah. uh, been on the radio, I could not do mm. that stuff without her. And, of course, <laughs> uh, our beautiful daughter, Madison, who's uh, two years old, absolutely obsessed with Pokemon somehow. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Walks around it's because Dad, it's a gamer. <laughs> and she should be loving McDonald's at the moment because I, yeah. I, I know Izzy's little girl came up and gave me some Pokemon cards to read to her on the weekend. So she's getting those with her little <laughs> McDonald's packs. So she must have plenty Happy of those meals. too, eh? Uh, not yet, not yet, mate. But yeah, I mean, no, I, I couldn't live without those two. I, I, I feel you, Izzy. I, I might go away for for basketball or something for a weekend, and I'm like, you know what? Cool, I had my fill, but now I'm I'm ready to come home to my girls. I totally feel that. Yeah, beautiful, brother. Beautiful. Just quickly, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Two. Are you you downloading that or what? <laughs> uh, I can see someone in the studio is. Uh, Neepsy's very keen on it. I actually, I saw. I'm not huge on it, man. But you know what? I've missed that kind of that kind of thing, and uh, I saw Warzone Two is coming out, so I'll give it a crack. I can't promise I'll be any good, bro, but I'll give it a crack. Give it a crack. I gave my bloody PlayStation to my neighbours. I'm thinking about going and getting it because I might download that new game and edit it out. But no, I shouldn't, Israel, because it just. 
I get addicted real quick, and um, I could be lost for about ten hours straight every single day, and I'll get sprayed. My my lovely wife will turn into an angry wife, and we don't want to see that. Anyway, that is our can't wait question of the day. What is the one item that you can't live without? Kempi's his beautiful wife and his kids, and his hair product. Let's be honest, mine's the Dyson and my beautiful family, and Logs is uh, his PlayStation, his ga- oh his gaming setup, Nintendo Switch, and Neeps. Uh, we'll get Neeps shortly, eh, Neeps? What's yours? Quickly, what's yours? Quickly. Um, I'm a massive music fan, Izzy, so i always got a set of headphones with me, plus I work with headphones Ooh. every day. Okay, he's listening to tunes, so he's got his little iPhone plugged into Spotify. Neeps, tune, probably got his gat on the side, and he's a musical man. Appreciate it. We're going to shoot off. We'll come back with some headlines with Logan. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Yeah, you're listening to SNZ Bricky with Izzy and Kempe. Time for the headlines with Logan at Bunnings Trade. Helping business is our trade, thanks to them. This is a massive one I've seen, guys. Coming out of the NFL, Odell Beckham Jr. is suing Nike uh, an endorsement deal dispute. The free agent wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. is suing Nike, claiming the apparel company has, no, has not honoured his endorsement deal, according to the lawsuit acquired by The Athletic, in it, OBJ alleges that Nike is willfully withholding millions of dollars and inventing excuses not to pay him and is seeking more than $20 million in damages when Beckham's original contract with Nike expired in 2017. He did consider switching uh, brands to Adidas or Adidas, which is where you like to say it. But Nike exercises right to match the deal. However, in this lawsuit, Beckham alleges that Nike altered language about royalty figures that would trigger an automatic extension of the deal without his knowledge. Now, the 30-year-old took to Twitter with a statement saying, I'm taking a stand not just for me, but to set a precedent for all athletes who have dedicated their life to the sport they love, especially those who don't have the means to stand up for themselves. We are held responsible for fulfilling our obligations under our contracts, but we also have to hold powerful companies like Nike accountable for honouring their commitments too. That was uh, brought to you by Bunnings Trade. We're here to make your job easier because helping business is our trade, Izzy. What do you reckon? Is he going to come back? Where's his injury at? That's, that's interesting news. And it reminds me of the whole um, Derek Rose when he signed a big, big deal with Adidas. Adidas. When he obviously came off that MVP and then he got injured and went away and then kind of like Adidas kind of did a big U-turn on their deal. I think it was worth over $150 million US over about five, six years. Huge money. And these companies, that's the risk they take. And they probably fought at the moment because Odell Beckham Jr. constantly getting injured and uh, probably has more time on the sideline. When he's on the on the field, man, he is so good. An absolute freak. So, yeah, interesting. Interesting. That's what they're doing at the moment at Kempe. They're standing up for each other and trying to take on these big companies. And that just shows, mate, you've just got to look at the fine print. 
when you sign anything, you have some people, very clever people, overlooking your work and what you're about to sign because it can come back to backfire pretty quick. Yeah, you just have to have a look at uh, the Ronaldo situation and the and the way that he's gone out on his own. You know, that's what we we spoke about yesterday when we're talking this Manchester United um, Piers Morgan interview, how players now have a voice, you know, not the, the the big brands that sign these big deals and I guess in retrospect have to understand um, and probably do now would do a lot of work in that space where players actually have their own TV um, and the, the amount of following. Like the Stylebender, 7 million followers on Instagram. You know what I mean? Mm. So imagine him getting a message, message out and saying, well, I'm on a, on a Nike or or a, or a brand that supports him, that he no longer supports him, it's actually going to seven million people, mm. and twenty million. Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking about what Logs has said. Twenty million dollars is probably just, you know, a, a a a tipple compared to what they they normally pay. Wouldn't you? Th- you'd think that Nike would sort this out sooner rather than later because of the the bad probably the bad press they'll get through all the socials if. Uh, if if it is to be true, if they have if they have changed the wording and they're not and they're not sticking up um, to their end of the bargain, good on them. That's all I say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Watch that space. Watch that space for sure. Thanks for that little update there, Logs. Appreciate it, brother. And uh, we'll continue on without the show uh, through the show. And like I said earlier, hopefully Renee Holmes. I've just looked at her message. She was up about four hours ago, so she's probably sleeping. <laughs> It's not ideal, but anyway, <laughs> we'll keep you up to date. It's one of those weeks. See you. See if you can get on the old tier electric team. That is from Tim. Oh, Tim, I'll do my best, brother. But I'll see you tomorrow. We'll have a chat, have a good catch. It'll be awesome to to meet you, man. I've, you've obviously been a big part of our show for a very long time, and uh, good to put a face to a name. So catch up tomorrow for sure. Keep those messages coming. Here. What's the one item you can't live without? Kimpy hair product. Mine, Dyson hair straightener. <laughs> Logan, I can't believe you say Nintendo that. Nintendo Switch. <laughs> why? Dyson. When hair you've straightener. got hair, why you'd not? Say Dyson. You'd say Dyson vacuum cleaner. Like now, this this thing's out out the gate, Kimpy. Like it's got every <laughs> little device. Like you can put a curler on it. You can put a straightener, brush, a dryer. Like it's honestly, it's phenomenal. <laughs> and no, it's not. It's not. Hashtag ad sponsored too, so there you go. We had to make that clear. We're gonna shoot off and come back. Let us know that one item. Be vulnerable like myself. I don't care. I've got a straightener. I got here. I can do it. Anyway, we're gonna shoot off. We'll come back and we got to Quizzy Dag. Quizzy Dag coming up. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Give us a call on the Kennard Tire phone line and take on the quiz master. I've had a look. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Yeah, we'll need a few of you. There's a couple of hard ones here, mate. We'll need a few of you. Yeah, yeah. I, I said to Neeps, yes, I said, ooh, go make it a little bit harder. Oh, we need going to make it a little bit harder. Anyway, you be the judge. 0800-150-811, the quiz master will come back and take me on to win a $50 TOB bonus bet. Back soon. Quizzy that come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that come play it. Quiz is on the line, just one at a time. Don't Google a lie, phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs, T.A.B. with the prize. 50 bucks if you're wise. If you're wrong and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it, 
This is how we do it. Quizzy, they come play it. Quizzy, they come play it. 0800 has a clue for you if you get a little bit stuck. You're on a timer, so we can catch out all you Googlers. All right? Let's rip into it. We're going to get a mark from Tauranga. Morning, Mark. Morning, lads. How are you? Good, Marky. Good, Marky. That, that was a great little text message you sent through. Because I'm like you, mate. I'd be absolutely buggered and be lying in, in, the, in the gutter. That's where I'd oh, be. Mate, to so be I appreciate your honesty. I'd get away with it. I get, a fair, I get away with a fair amount. I'm still playing rugby and out on the bears with the boys. She's pretty good. And, um, yeah, if I didn't have her, I'd be bugged. No money, no nothing. <laughs> For sure. Why, and every man is an even better woman. There we go, brother. Appreciate it. Here we go. Question number one. NFL wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr.'s suing Nike saying they owe him more than $20 million US dollars. Which team did he previously play for? Oh, was it? Patriots? Oh, wasn't the Patriots? He's on to it real quick. Two legs. (laughs) Wasn't the Patriots. Sorry, (laughs) brother. Have a good day, Marky. Damon from Palmy. Morning, Damon. Good morning, lads. How are you? Oh, good. Good now, Damon. Damon. How you doing, brother? Yeah, good. Thank you. Awesome. Good luck for today. I might need a clue, though. On the first one. You don't need it on the first one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Odell Beckham Jr. is suing Nike. Who did he play for? Okay. It, uh, they're pretty good. They, they like... They, oh, you know, they go to stud. Denver Broncos? Nah, Kippy, that's a... Kippy's legend wrong there. Nah, sorry, brother. It's not the Broncos. Sort the Broncos. Sorry. Tim from Christchurch. Morning, Tim. <laughs> they do go to stage, mate. If they do go to stage. I, I grew up on a sheep farm, Kimpy, so it'd be the Rams. There you go, Rizzy. <laughs> yeah, but the Broncos, too. Can't give it Can't give it to them all at once. Cut. Yeah, ah, I like it, cryptic. mate. Yeah, okay. Okay. Like it, Kimpy. Well done. Timmy from Christchurch from the <laughs> old tier team. You know how to play golf, Tim. No, I'm terrible, but I'm playing today and tomorrow. <laughs> Both All right, brother, let's wrap into it tomorrow. Question number two, other than winning the middleweight title, what else did Alex Pereira become when he beat Izzy Adesanya at UFC 281? Um, he became the face of the new um, video game. Oh, well yes. done. Well done. I thought no one would get that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's go on. Question number three. The football ferns have tied one all with South Korea last night in a friendly in New Zealand. Where was this game played? You can't get this one, surely. Orange Theory Stadium, Christchurch. Yes. Question number four. Name one of the Kiwi Ferns players who are on the final list for the Women's 15 Player of the Year. Black Ferns. Oh, 
Black fins. Black, Black fins. fins. Sorry. Um. Uh, the captain. Um. Oh, I, I know Rudy's really doing breakthrough, but um. Two. Simona. One. Um, what's your name? Oh, Kennedy. No, it's not Kennedy Simon. Sorry, brother. Have a good day. We're going to go Luke from Dunedin. Morning, Lukey. How you doing, sir? Morning. Morning, How are Lukey? Lad? Good, mate. Good. We're good. What Name one of the Black Ferns players who are on the final list for Women's 15 Player of the Year. Just need one. There's two of them. Uh, I'll, I'll go with a clue, please. Oh, uh, the skipper. No, the only other one's going to go with Stacey Fuller. Stacey Fuller is incorrect, Lukey. Have a good day. We're going to go to Mike from Christchurch. Morning, Mike. How you going, guys? Good Good morning, Mike. Thank you. Name one of the Black Ferns players who are on the final list of the Women's 15 Player of the Year award. Uh, Ruahe Damant. Ruahe Damant is correct. And the other one is Portia Woodman. Portia Woodman. Here we go. Question number five, Mike. It's come through. The last time the All Blacks in England met was the 2019 Rugby World Cup semi-final. How many points did England beat New Zealand by in that game? Oh. Five. Oh, that's the guess. Oh, got a clue, Kimby? Four. Eggs. Three. Point. Two. How much? How many? Six. <laughs> Six is incorrect. Six is incorrect. Sorry, brother. Have a good day. We're going to go to Ed from Tolaga Bay. It's all that oh, time in this 12. quiz. And 12 is correct. Eddie boy. What was hey, that? Hey, hey, hey. What oh was the God, score? Can you remember that score? Can you remember the oh, score? Oh, man. I can remember the game. Me and my uncle were having beers and we were just crying in our beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we going, Lucky you got that. Oh. Lucky you've got the SCNZ app to get you through the day, Ed, from Tolaga Bay. Appreciate it, mate. $50 bonus bet coming your way. Ed, are you a 12, you are you a 12-egg omelette? <laughs> oh, I love my eggs, my friend. I know, mate. I <laughs> oh, appreciate it. You have, a, you have a good day, mate. Sounds like you're on the work site, brother. Take care, look after yourself, and yep. keep tuning in to SCNZ throughout the day. Big show coming up. We're going to talk league after 7 o'clock, and uh, we'll be covering. We're going to chat to Stephen Alka as well. Stephen Alka, the champ. The champ. Looking forward to that one. Can't wait. We'll shoot off and come back to wrap up the hour. Yes, welcome back. Coming up after seven, we're going to talk to James Regan, News Hub reporter out of the UK. We're going to talk about the Kiwi Ferns. Obviously, that dominant performance against England, winning 20-6, to booking a final, a rematch against Australia. The Jillaroos, obviously going down 10-8 in pool play. And I was listening to Vossi. Uh, his comments post that on Twitter, and he was talking about that one, Kempe. They were all over the Jillaroos, all over the Jillaroos. So they'll be going into this game with a hell of a lot of confidence, knowing what went on in that pool game. 
Yeah, it's just the error rate is if they can pull that down, they've got too much strike power. I think they've picked a very, yep. very good team. They haven't been beaten for six years, the Jillaroos. So uh, to beat them, they're going to have to do everything right. Yeah, and we know there's been some huge upsets uh, throughout that tournament, particularly in the men's side. You've got Samoa taking on Australia. How good would it be for the Kiwis and Samoa to get up? Kane, he messaged through earlier. Get up, Samoa. Oof, we had Ferretti. Everyone's riding them. Everyone's <laughs> riding them. Mate, they put on, just quickly, they put on a, um, yep. a, a sort of a cordoned off South Auckland <laughs> mm. so that they've got control of it. Otherwise, I, I can just see it. If well, they win, that's smart, isn't it? Because imagine that. It'll be out of control, mate. I'm going you know, South Auckland if they, they win. They just take over the roads. Are you going to go? I'm going to go. To, mate, the party will be insane. <sighs> Imagine that! Imagine the party. The do you reckon they'll have to go brace up all the all the traffic lights and all the power poles and everything because <laughs> they, they just get up. They got to grease, go grease them up, Kimpy, because they will be getting climbed and everything. If Samoa get out, watch this place. It'll be the party of the century. Because I was driving through Christchurch yesterday. And there's Samoan flags. Yeah. Like, like they put they put a big flag over their bonnet and they wrap their bonnet and come under. <laughs> and like it's just and then there's like three hundred flags out the back of this van and Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Anyway, coming up, we're gonna to talk to James Regan, News Hub reporter, all things rugby league, particularly our Kiwi fans if they've booked themselves a final spot taking on the Jillaroos. Looking forward to that. Anyway, here's Arnold Hall with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Get 20% off the Brute Range only at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, good morning. Izzy Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. We got Logues in the hot seat. We had Joe earlier and then we had Kez, but they've all fell over. And, well, Logues is working overtime. Appreciate it, brother. And Neeps doing a stellar job there after looking after the phone lines and Aroha, keeping us up to date what's going on in the world. Wednesday, 16th of November. It's just after 7 o'clock. Got a message here from Papa Pete. Found out I couldn't do without my wife. 100% useless without her from dad. Without our mum, yes, dad. Mm. We're both the same, brother. We're both the same. And all the nagging that mum used to do and used to laugh it off, oh, you know you miss it, eh, dad? 
It's all good, brother. Love you, he- love you heaps, brother. Um, coming up, we're going to talk to James Regan shortly about uh, the, the Rugby League World Cup over there. We've got off the back fence, and no doubt Kempi will get the phone lines humming as he does every single day. And then Stephen Alka, stay tuned. Huge, huge hour ahead of us. Uh, we're going to talk uh, rugby league because uh, women's sport is flying. We spoke about it earlier, Kempi. Women's sport is flying, and now we have another one of our successful women's teams playing in a major final over there in the UK, the Kiwi Ferns, who pushed the Jillaroos earlier on in the competition, 10-8, just losing that game. They'll be going under this with a hell of a lot of confidence, knowing how easily they beat England. It's going to take a big ask, a big, big ask. I thought, like you said, there's a lot of mistakes. Um, the high ball was non-existent. They need to look after that area of the game. But, um, mate, they'll know. They've got a team and they've got outing some quality players. The best player in the NRL women's competition, Racine McGregor. So they know they can go there and perform and put on a performance and hopefully lift that trophy. They've lifted it a few times, haven't they, Kempi? I don't know the numbers off the top of my head. They've lifted it three times. times. Yep, the Kiwi Ferns. And, um, you know, they've got a chance to beat a Jolaru side that hasn't been beaten for six years and we're lucky enough to go to the UK to, to news hub reporter James Regan, who's been over there. The Kiwis couldn't do it against the Kangaroos on the weekend, but our Kiwi ferns show just how good they are with a 20-6 win against the English uh, side yesterday up there in the UK. They're playing at Old Trafford, James, and you must be ecstatic, mate, that you're going to Old Trafford and you're seeing a, a Kiwis fern team who's hit some form and hopefully can get the job done against the Jillaroos. Yeah, that's right. Morning, boys. Thanks for thanks for having me. It's um, it's going to be an amazing occasion uh, at Old Trafford. Great that we've obviously got the Kiwi Ferns there. It would have been great to have um, the Kiwi boys there, but it's not to be. But the Kiwi Ferns against Aussie, and then obviously on the other side, Samoa against the Kangaroos. Regardless of who you're backing or, or whatever, it's going to be an amazing spectacle. And yeah, as we say, hopefully, hopefully the Kiwi Ferns can get it done and they can finally bring home. That cup, and they've they've got every chance. They're a good team. It's a big ask, um, as you say, but yeah, it's a it's a final, so they're they're every chance. Hey James, um, Mala Hufanga was brought into the centres yesterday and played an outstanding role out there on that right edge, um, racing McGregor alongside mm. Brianna Clark, the, the 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 other two big names on that Kiwi Fern side. But the error rate, the error rate, only completing six sixty percent of their sets. And, and, of course, um, alongside 15 errors. Do you think that uh, that was something that they touched on post the English game? Yeah, definitely. And that, that'll be something that sticks out straight away. That there was a lot of good to come out of that England game, particularly the way they were able to scramble on defence in, in that second half and the way they grew in, into the game. But if they come up with a maybe maybe first 20 minutes like they did against England, against the Jillaroos. If they if they do the same again and they slow out the blocks, then it, it probably will be a different story. I mean, this this Australian side is full of superstars, full of players who will make you pay if you, if you cough up mistakes like they did. And you're right about the errors. It was tough, slippery conditions um, in your class night. Um, but it could be like that in Manchester. It's not exactly a tropical paradise. So... There's every chance it'll be the same kind of tough conditions and they'll have to get it right. Whoever kind of um, 
gets that stuff right, the one and two percenters that we always talk about, I think it's going to be that kind of close game. But if they if they cough up mistakes like that again, it, it'll prove a lot more costly than it did against England, put it that way. Mate, they, they pushed the Gillaroos in, in that uh, pool match, obviously just going down 10-8. And listening to the comments post that match, they were right in it. They suffocated them on defence. They got up and put a lot of pressure on them and just fell short. So going into this performance, taking on the Gillaroos, what area of their game do you really think that the, the, the Kiwi firms have to now? And who do they have to pressure in the Gillaroos side, knowing that uh, they've been unbeaten for six years? So they're going with a lot of confidence. Yeah, that's the thing. You come up against this Aussie side and we we see with the growth of NRLW, they, they're really starting to reap the rewards of that at the international level. Emma, Emma Tonegato, their fullback, is just absolutely electric. And then you've obviously got the likes of Ali Brigginshaw who's been around for ages and they've they've done it all. So they've, they've got superstars all over. I think they just... The biggest thing for the Kiwi Ferns is if they get a chance, they've got to take it. They can't afford to waste opportunities by either coming up with these errors that we talk about or, or just not getting over the line. The defence has been really good. I think they'll be really pleased with that. But the Gillaroos won't give you many opportunities. And when they when they do, when you expose them a little bit, you, you've got to be clinical. And I think it, it will be a close final for the, for the Kiwi Ferns if they only get up there once or twice, particularly early on, then they've got to try and make them pay um, as soon as they can because otherwise this, this Gillaroos side will just grow into the game and their their experience will really come to the fore and I think they'll they'll start to dominate. So early chances, you, you've got to take them. Yeah, you know they'll have plenty of motivation, James. They've got the um, obviously the men's in the final against the Moa. Um But what's the mood like in the in the Kiwi Ferns um, camp after the Black Ferns win down here in the World Cup? Have they been taking much motivation out of that? Yeah, yeah, massively. And speaking of the players uh, earlier in the week and asking if they you know got up in the early hours to watch it, they all did, and they all sat around to watch it <laughs> together. So the and. Not only have they seen what the reaction from New Zealanders have been like to that Blackburns win, obviously it's a bit of a different situation because it's at home, um, but they really want to be a part of that. Not only they want to do it for rugby league uh, and they want to do it for their own sake and their own team, but they want to be a part of this momentum that we're seeing, this amazing momentum that we're seeing for our women's sporting teams because they're doing so well. So they desperately want to get on the back of that as well in this this kind of golden era that we're seeing evolve, they desperately want to be a part of that and they want to be a part of the growth that we'll hopefully see over the next over the next year or two off the back of this. So there's definitely a lot of added inspiration, I think, from that Blackburns win, which which is great to see, right? You know, New Zealand teams kind of lifting each other up. Um, when it comes to the, the women's sphere at the moment, that, that is such a powerful thing, I think. And there was a real spring in the step in training this, um, this week just gone. And I think a large part of that was off the, off the back of all the Blackburn stuff. Mate, look, you never want to say it, but is this a changing of the guard in, in terms of sport, particularly with the men's uh, situation at the moment? The Blackburns, they're probably one of our, they are our world champions and our only world champions in, in terms of rugby. Um, and then you've got the Kiwi Ferns potentially pushing for an opportunity to create history over there in the UK. And if they get the job done, like, like this could be a real change in the guards in terms of women's sport in 
the country and around the world and, and the momentum that could be gained from this. Like we could see potential uh, you know, competitions, money thrown at these teams, marketing, at the, you know, genuine superstars, global superstars coming out of this. Is are you getting the sense that women's sports starting to take off and, and paying a huge dividends going forward? Yeah, it certainly feels like that, and and it is a bit different over here. And the Kiwi Ferns haven't had too many opportunities mm. to play at home, which I think is probably yeah. the a, a better gauge of where a sporting team or whatever is at is by the turnout they get at home but in terms of this tournament it's 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 been fascinating to see even over these past few weeks the development and the kind of engagement that these teams are getting um and to be fair to the nrl it comes off the back of their their investment and their time put into nrlw which is a which is an amazing competition Hopefully, we start to see that when it comes to Opeki and, and Super Rugby and everything around that. But I, I think it could be. And, and a lot of the talk back home has been about, you know, bringing an, a different kind of fan or a new kind of fan into our stadiums to watch these women's teams play. Um, and, and that can only be a good thing, right? Like bringing people in to yeah. watch sport, getting people involved in sport. And that, that's why I think largely the Kiwi Ferns desperately want to be a part of it so they can they can attract their own um, type of fan and type of person into the game. But and it's, it's this funny thing. It like Ultimately, it just comes down to winning, which is, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is you know, it's just how it is. Like Kiwis and, and all fans, but Kiwis love a winner. Um, they love backing a winner. And, and so I think the Kiwi Ferns see this as a massive opportunity to get on get on the back of what the Blackburns have done and what other sporting teams and women's teams are, are doing at the moment. Um, yeah. And they'll be they'll be desperate. Yeah, they'll be desperate to get it over the line. Well, let's hope that they can just lower that error count and uh, lift up that position um, stake. I'm pretty sure they've got the team to do that. Yeah. There's another game going on, James, Australia versus Samoa, and you've probably seen all the visuals down here of Samoa and South Auckland, <laughs> all around New Zealand, <laughs> even down at Christchurch, as he was saying yesterday, the flags are... Um, out in full force. What's it like up there? What's the mood like? English playing in two semi-finals, getting knocked down both. Are we still expecting a full crowd at, at Old Trafford? Yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be really interesting. I don't think the appetite, um, the same appetite, will be there, um, particularly for that men's clash. There was so much hope around that England men's team, and and I think. But being honest, it was probably the best chance they've had in a long, long time to actually go all the way and go up against this this Kangaroos team. They looked really good from the outset of the tournament. They looked like they were really just starting to peak at the right time. And then Samoa obviously did what they did and, and stunned everyone. Um, so I think that there is a bit of a... I think people feel a bit deflated by that. And that's obviously not taking any, anything away from Samoa, but... I think people were really up for it. The English crowd were really up for it and seeing their, their team take on the Kangaroos and it's just not going to happen. But I tell you what, I think I've already seen a few things on social media of some Samoan fans getting over and getting a, a few last-minute flights. And, and I tell you what, if if they can get a decent crowd, um, which they usually do, don't they? They usually turn out in force. Um, and if they can do that, then 
you know, everyone else is going to be backing them as well because they're sure as hell not going to be backing the Aussies uh, in Manchester. Get up, Samoa. Get up, Samoa. <laughs> I tell you what, there's a ton of ex-players over there too, so they'll be you know, donning their flags and getting down there to Old Trafford to, to watch their game. James, hey, thanks a lot. Just before I let you go, um, predictions. Aussie, Samoa, New Zealand, Kiwi Ferns, Australia. Who you got? I th- yeah, it's it's tough because I think I think both games are going to be absolute. They're, they're going to be crackers. I think the Kiwi Ferns will get it done by two. I think it'll be a reverse of what we saw in the pool game. And then I think the Kangaroos, to be fair to them, will, will just go get over the line. But I think it'll be a lot harder than they, they maybe thought it was going to be. Nice, James. Hey, thanks for joining us on Izzy Kempe for breakfast this morning. Uh, go well tonight and up there in the UK. And, uh, mate, enjoy the final. Old Trafford, how good, full house. Thanks, James. Yeah. Thanks, James. Thanks for having me. There he is, News Hub reporter James Regan joining us this morning to talk everything rugby league up there in the World Cup finals week, Izzy. And, mate, oh. how good. Blue and red. I'm changing my black jersey, mate. I've got a blue and red one. I'll give you a, get, I get a phone. I get a text message. On Monday morning, from a yeah. mate of mine in 1991, he gave me his Samoan jersey. Yeah, he yeah. used to flat with me. He's the flat with me. I haven't spoken to him for years, mate. And I get this text message. He goes, "Hey, Kimpy, can I have my Samoan jersey back?" <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I sent him a text. Went, Sorry, bro, it's on eBay. It's got 10k on it. <laughs> <laughs> They all come out of the woodworks, eh, Kippy? Oh. I hope it's not like that. I hope it's not like James said and saying, look, obviously the, everyone was expecting England and Australia, the final that was meant to be, has probably deflated the series and, and the competition as a whole, but I hope not, mate. Everyone really, and I'll tell you what, Samoans, Samoans will come out of the woodworks and come from all parts of the globe to be a part of this. Seeing the impact it's already had, I'm expecting a big blue contingency to turn up to Old Trafford and support there. And just think, MP, look, it's a long way off, but we didn't think they'd get past England. They got past England. If they get past Australia... It's a fairy tale. Oh. <laughs> it's a dead set. Honestly, if they get past Australia, it's a dead set fairy tale. They'll put a, they'll put a Netflix movie together. <laughs> so it is that it is that good, and you know what I mean. No one thought in two thousand and eight that the Kiwis would beat the Kangaroos, and look what happened. So I'm not writing them off. We've said that. No one thought the Black Ferns would get over the English. Yeah. So this might be the year. Um, and you know the good thing about the English is they have the Challenge Cup up there. They don't care which teams go to the Challenge Cup and go to Wembley. They pack it out. They have the final every yeah. year. They don't care who goes to Old Trafford and plays in their grand final. They pack it out. So I think the English will, will support Rugby League and they'll get a decent crowd there at Old Trafford this weekend. Do you reckon they'll support Samoa, the underdogs? Everyone loves the underdogs. 100%. 100%. Beautiful. Get up, Samoa. And there's a good question there from Jamie from Wanaka too. Uh, Kempi will get to that shortly. But right, we'll shoot off because we'll come back with Off the Back Fence and Kempi will tee off. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Off the Back Fence with Tony Kemp. One of the biggest name, uh, one of the biggest nights in Monaco will be missing a guest of honour when the naming of the world's best rugby player takes place this coming weekend. Adi Savia has been left, yes, that's right, 
left out of the shortlist of finalists to contest the prize of best player in the world. And seriously, the selection panel need to take a long, long look in the mirror and give themselves an uppercut for getting this one wrong. Adi Savia is the first name on the team sheet and has been the games he has played and best player on the football field this year by a country mile. Unfortunately, though, for Artie, it seems due to the All Blacks' rotation policy, he has fallen victim to the All Blacks' inability to select the best players week in, week out, rather choosing to rotate players and in doing so, delivering average performance, which, in my belief, contributed to Artie Sevilla's non-selection. Every player in the world would love the accolade to be called the best in their chosen sport. And Adi Savia deserves to be on that list. And this decision shows that if we can ever expect another All Black to be selected as the best in the world, I can guarantee it won't come from an All Black team that chooses rotation of players over selection of its best 15 for every Test match. Adi Savia, you're the man. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Love it, Kempi. <clears throat> this has been a headline for the last couple of days. Obviously, yesterday announced the nominations and no Adi Savia, who has been a standout this year for every All Blacks test he's been a part of. He is that team. He carries that team. The momentum that he he provides that team week in, week out, it's it's world class. And I actually think this is a dig at NZR. I think this is a dig at New Zealand rugby uh, from... From World Rugby, you, you think back to the years. There's been a it's it's been a real separation from the north and the south, and I still mm. feel like there's that at the moment. Um, up there in the north, you know, when, when Steve Hansen used to win Coach of the Year constantly, and then you know we'd always have our players be nominated, and man, they'd kick up a fuss up there because we'd constantly we'd always be up there during the World Rugby Awards up in the north, and there'd always be a lot of chit chat. Thrown around, so I actually genuinely think this is a dig at, at NZR and, and the All Blacks brand as a whole. Mm. Saying you probably don't carry the power that you used to carry at the moment, and this is the way that the rugby uh, sense is, is going at the moment. Mm. Ireland are number one, so they deserve to be have a couple of players in there. And one of them, yes, maybe Van der Fleer, probably debatable. Antoine Dupont, yep. But Luke Hanyo Am, probably really debatable. So I in, actually in think front of Artie a, Sevilla, not a yeah, chance. Yeah, I think I, I think this is a digger NZR, mm. To be completely honest, I don't think this has got to anything to do with with, um, with Artie Sevilla. We know how good he's been and how good he has and is for that All Black squad. I think there's more politics involved, which we hate sport and politics to mix. But that's what I genuinely think. Yeah, and look. I just I have to agree with you. I have to agree with you. I think, you know, the only loser out of this whole whole situation is Artie Sevilla. You know, when you've got an accolade where they can roll, you know, through their through their um, suits to find their dinner jackets and go along to uh, Monaco and have a, such a lovely night, yet they haven't got the best player in the world sitting there. It is simply politics. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Artie Sevilla, I feel really sorry for him. Well, he deserves to be there, if not on the list, if not win it. Okay, I think he's been that good. And the, and the thing is, is he, when I said he's been the best player on the field, I don't mean for the All Blacks. I mean he's been the best player on the football field. 
And we've played yes, the islands, you know. We've played all the other other teams, and whenever Artie Sevilla's been playing, he has outshone everyone. I'll bet ever all those other teams that he's played against, and here's the point, would hate it when they see his name on the sheet because they know they're in yeah, for a Torah time. And Sam, War- Sam Warburton has already said he's the best player in the world, given the award. Jamie Roberts said it. Uh, it's interesting. But l- I like your point about selections. We're going to shoot off shortly, but your selections and, and your positional changes constantly, like, we say it every single time. We don't know who's going to play week in, week out. You think to our best teams, you knew 95% of the team. But this week, what are they going to do? Are they going to go back to that team that punished Wales? Or are they going to, you know, like there's contentious positions. There's Hooker. I reckon Richie will, will jump in at 10. The midfield, like David Harvey and Anton Leonard-Brown got an opportunity on the weekend. Did that work? Mm. Are you a fan of that position or... Selection, double eight, double three, or does Rico Iwani and Geordie Barrett slip straight back in? That means Bodie goes back to fullback. The outsides, the Mark Talia do enough to to force his way into the team? Or is Caleb Clark still our number one winger? Sevu Reese. Like there are so many positions that are still up for grabs. And they gave people chances. So look, um let us know. Double eight double three. On your point, Adi Savier, was he snubbed? Is it a political stance from World Rugby at the All Blacks? Or was he just genuinely not good enough? And those four players are better than him. Let us know, double eight double three or 0800 And also the All Blacks selections. Who are they playing? We can work out. We don't know. Tens, midfields, outsides. Who is your midfield pairing? Does Jordy Barrett come straight back in with Rico Iwani? Or did Anton Leonard-Brown and David Harvilli do enough. Double eight, double three. Let us know. We're going to shoot off. We'll come back with some more sports headlines from Logues. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Yes, you'll see now Izzy and Kempi on SENNZ. Goal fueling your mission all year round. These are some of the other sports headlines you might have missed. This is coming out of Basketball Australia, guys. Aussie boomers great Shane Heal has backed Basketball Australia's decision to pull Australia out of a World Cup qualifier in Iran this week amid fears over player safety, which has FIBA. International Basketball's governing body forcing Australia to forfeit. Speaking on the basketball show this week, he'll said, I I almost want to do an impression of Hammer, but I won't be very good at it. FIBA are kidding themselves, and the fact that they can't recognise that is a dead set joke. Basketball Australia has done the right thing. Now, a revolutionary court in Iran this week issued the first death penalty against a protester and another court sentenced five others from five to ten years in jail each. So that is just how volatile things are there at the moment. FIBA's stance on playing games in Iran has been condemned after the Australian, USA, New Zealand and Japanese governments issued do not travel warnings. Uh, for citizens going to Iran. FIBA has also been questioned for playing games in Iran, given the country is supporting Russia's illegal invasion of the Ukraine. In August, 
Uh, amid rising tensions, Basketball Australia chose not to send a group of teenagers to Iran for the Under-18 Asia Cup, which is part of the qualification for the World Cup. New Zealand also refused to send a team to Iran. Part of that is their priority uh, to put players first, but also uh, concerning players in the mix for U.S. college uh, positions. American immigration may block entry to the States if a player has visited Iran. So a lot of tension there in international basketball. Gull fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Visit gull.nz. Izzy. Oof. Mate, good on them. I'd never go to that country. You got crazy. You got rocks in your head? Seriously. It's It's like someone slapping you in the face and saying, hey, man, don't go anywhere, you know, and they're slapping you, and then you go, "Was I dreaming?" And you jump on the airplane, is, like, "Mate, come on, Shane Hill, don't go." Situation over there in, oh, in Iran, I can I can understand why people don't want to travel. It's like the situation with the Black Caps and and their travel, uh, their tour to Pakistan at the moment. With what we're you know, on there, like, it just makes no sense why you'd even go. Like, yeah, we love sport, but <laughs> sport ain't bigger than. Your actual life and your threat to life. So yeah, no, I can understand it. And good, good decision there from Basketball Australia to not head over and uh, and be a part of that series. Look, there's a few messages here, Kempi. We'll get to one and this one from Carl. Morning, boys. Does he take your red and black off? I'll never take it <laughs> off, Carl. But Harvey had a shocker. Geordie Leonard Brown Rico on the wing. Cheers, Shreddy. Yep, I totally agree with that. I, I like that. Geordie, I I reckon Geordie will slip into twelve. Have another crack there. Leonard Brown at centre. So did did Anton Leonard Brown do enough to take over from Rico and Rico jump him, chuck him on the wing? Who does he take over on the wing? Let us know. Stratty, appreciate your message on double eight double three. Another one here from Matt, the South African midfielder that got nominated wasn't even as good as Damien Delende at second five in the same team. And Rico Yuani was better than him too. Total total tokenism which helps no one. The French halfback should be ruled out after his red card on the weekend where he almost killed someone. The entire selection process across all formats is an embarrassment from Matt. The French halfback, oh, I don't think he should be ruled out after one blip on his, on his, on his journey. They do uh, that They do that in the NRL for the Daily M. You get, you get suspended, yeah. you're out of the Daily M's. Yeah. Is it? Mm. Okay. That's why, Cleary was, was a, that's why Cleary wasn't in it. Like Clary gets it hands yeah. down. Okay, so so yeah, look, oh, I hear what you're saying there, Kimpy, and I hear what you're saying, Matt. That could be an opportunity for sure. Okay, that was a pretty yucky, ugly, ugly, ugly little uh, red card there. Willie Larue going up for the high ball, and he just takes him out, and it wasn't good, made for good viewing, for sure. And uh, there's another one here from uh, another Otago no pods, but good subjective putting ball. Should I read that one out, boys? Is that all right? You've obviously left it off. But anyway, Kempi. Hi, Kempi and crew. Great show. Hey, so now that Samoa is in the World Cup final, are they going to get the same treatment as the Kiwis and not allowed player in the origin? Jamie said that before, so I'll give you a quick reaction, mate. Samoa, in there. Well, that's what they're saying, because they've beaten the Tier 1 and gone to the Tier 1 final, that they're now no longer eligible to play origin. That's the conversation that's happening up in Australia at the moment. It's going to take a lot longer to talk about that, Izzy. I think it's the best thing that's happened to international football, and you've yep. got to put origin in its place. We have an opportunity. I think I think origin is on the way out, personally. Yeah. You reckon it can be replaced? 
I reckon it, I reckon the current state of origin will be replaced. I reckon it will work, instead of going state of origin, it'll be it'll be mm. um, you know where your heritage is. They're going to pick them. From, I reckon New Zealanders will play Origin. Oof. Okay, they're going to have to change the rules, be a bit flexible, which is unfathomable considering what how like staunch uh, the state of Origin have been and the, and the rules regarding it. So it'll be interesting to see if anything changes. A few messages there. We'll get to those shortly. Talia has been our best winger all year. Don't understand why he wasn't there. To begin with, that is from an unknown Texan. and he had a pretty solid performance taking on Scotland. A very, very instrumental. I think he put a lot of pressure on Caleb Clark in particular. I think he put a hell of a lot of pressure on him. We're going to shoot off because we've got Steve and Alka coming up, and I want to leave a little bit of time for Steve because he's an absolute champion, and he deserves so much time on SCNZ. So we'll shoot off, we'll come back, and we'll uh, speak to Stephen Alka. Back soon. Stephen Alka has completed one of the greatest stories of New Zealand sport this year after lifting the Charles Swab Cup in the, on the PGA Champions Tour. The tap-in, Stephen Alker is your Charles Swab Cup playoff champion. The emotion pouring out of Alker. What a story. From the Monday qualifier in 2021 to being the best over 50 this year, I'm sure there's more to that success than just thanking his trusty five-wood, the purple shaft. How good. He joins us now. Morning, Stephen. How you doing, mate? Are you there, Steve? Oh, we're just having a few problems. Skimpy? Coming out of North How America. Doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, yeah. yeah my trusty five Mate, wood. This. I never had a five wood, I had a three wood. And it was lethal when I was whacking that around probably 20 years Get ago. Get out of it. Oh, serious. <laughs> it was lethal. Mate. Probably could have played you'll be on the like, championship. Pass tour. me that butter. I'm butting for bar. That's what you'd be like, mate. <laughs> You're an absolute burglar. I offered the chance to take you out to the golf course, and well, I don't even think Stephen Alka will be able to help you with your golf game. He's joined us. Morning, Steve. How you doing? Morning, guys. How you doing? All right. Thanks for having us on. Oh, mate. No, thank you for joining us. This is an absolute honour. What a year. What a year. Are you still pinching yourself, mate? What's it like chugging a beer out of that swab cup? <laughs> yeah, that didn't go very well. I didn't realise there was <laughs> holes in it, actually. So, yeah, I think I only drank like half a beer, actually. So, but, oh. uh, yeah, no, no, it was, it, was, it was a pretty quiet night. It was, it was nice to have some players there at their end and, and some family and friends with us just kind of hanging out. And, um, yeah, it, it, it was a... It was a it was a long uh, long week, a, a tough week, exciting week, lots of emotions. So it was pretty cool. Hey Steve, it's Kempy, mate. It's a long um, time between drinks in 2011. Your wife Tanya, you know, um, making ends meet. Your kids Ben and Sky being there to celebrate. How good is it today, knowing that you're at the top of your game, given the struggles that you went through early on? Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, you. You just kind of look back and you think, well, you know, the the struggles just kind of uh, made you stronger, you know, all character building stuff, mm. and uh, just just glad I persevered, and and um, just glad to, you know, to, to to get on top because I've been, you know, I held the lead for so long, and you know, you you, you kind of get to the week and it's you, you're just grinding it out, and you know, it's kind of two tournaments in one too, you know, that's that's what a lot of people don't realise. You kind of 
trying to win a golf tournament, but at the same time you've got a whole the whole year on the line. So that there was a there was a big week, yeah. So how'd you get through that moment? Obviously with Padre Harrington and how phenomenal he was playing, he was putting so much pressure, particularly yeah. in that third round when he was sinking everything that was coming off that putter yeah. head. But for you, how'd you overcome all those emotions and those feelings and the thoughts of what's going on? Yeah, no, just kind of stuck to what I was doing. I mean, everything's been going well during the year and I, I haven't changed anything. I haven't been searching for anything in my game. So I knew my game was good enough. Um, I was playing well that week. You know, I had the lead after 36, and um, you know I, I was a bit disappointed I didn't get you know two or three more birdies on the on the Saturday to stay closer to Padraig. But um, I, I think um, I, I think it was just all the experiences I'd, I'd gained during the year and from end of last year, just bringing them forward on the day. And um, as I said, I knew my game was in good shape, and um, you know, Padraig got so far ahead and was playing so well, and, and Huge credit to him. I mean, he he got his job done. He it was black or white for him. You know, he had to he had to win. So he was doing that, and then it became just me kind of focusing on well, you know, as long as I stay in that top five and and um, and get the job done, that was the that was the big thing in the end. So that that back nine was was pretty tough. I threw a couple of bogeys in there, but come back nicely with a couple of birds. That was really pleasing. Yeah, get a birdie on the last that gives you a lot of confidence, mate. Uh, just just life. For Steve Alka, obviously it's changed a hell of a lot from a monetary sense, but has it changed Stephen Alka at all? I get a sense it hasn't. I don't think so. You know, I still um, like having a barbie out the back and a beer and just nice. hanging with the guys. It's, um, Where's the you know, invite? It's just... Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I cook a pretty mean steak, actually. But, uh, no, it's, it's, it's just... Um, it's been so... Um, well, and so happened so quickly, and you know, you, you kind of sit down for five minutes and you think about you know, what, what you've done, and we're going again. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, been been kind of number one for so long since since like early May. Uh, you know, the focus has just been kind of um, sticking to my guns and and you know, trying to trying to stay number one, and 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 it's it's, um, it's been a lot. So, yeah, I think we'll have a little bit of time the next couple of months just to kind of. Let it sink in before we start in Hawaii next year. Oh, well, you deserve you deserve that, Steve. What, what and what's the response been like? You know, like the Kiwi boy from down under comes up to the the tour, takes over. Have you seen like has there been a change in in people's perception towards you at all? I think so. Yeah, I've kind of you know let the clubs do the talking. Um, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not a a Langer or Owls or a Podrick Haverington. You know, I certainly haven't had the careers like them, but. You know, people start taking notice, and and I've had huge support from New Zealand, like you know, emails and texts and and just messages. It's been it's been fantastic, and and I think I you know caught the the golfing public eye a little bit more over here, and um, so yeah, it's it's been um, it's been fun. It's been a fun to be amongst these guys and and just uh, pick their brains a little bit and, and get a get a little bit of respect from, which is which is neat. Um, it, it's it's really been. It's been fun. I just started really enjoying my golf, not just because I'm playing well, but just the atmosphere and, and, and the environment I'm in. That's that's been really neat. How, how much are you looking forward to talking about stakes? I'll expect one at Millbrook when you come back and you participate <laughs> in the New Zealand Golf Golf Open, mate. How excited are you, are you looking forward to that tournament? Come back and playing at home? Yeah, yeah. I, I sure am. Obviously, you know, I'm meant to be the draw card. I, I don't know. I'm an old guy, so I, I think, you know... You're a raging hot favourite, Steve. I'm the younger guys. 
<laughs> I don't know about that, but you know, I'm just, I'm just. I, I love playing in New Zealand. Uh, I've spent some time down in Melbrook uh, playing with Bob Charles and obviously John Griffin, good buddy of mine, who has spent and, and been pro there and spent time playing there. So I love the area. I love the the atmosphere, and um, it's been four years. So it'll be four years in March since I've been back home. So yeah, really, really looking forward to to a good Kiwi steak and a and a pie. Yeah, it'll be great. Beautiful. Well, just quickly, do you have any advice for struggling golfers out there who love the game but are considering hanging up the clubs? Probably more question pointed at myself, really. <laughs> well, mate, I, I tell you, I mean, I, I play a lot of pro-ams, obviously, and that sort of thing. We get a lot of golfers who who just don't, don't, don't play the game. They might play once or twice a year, and it's like, you know, to be thrown in that atmosphere, it's, it's intimidating. But my advice to anybody wanting to get better or just starting out in the game and, and, and get a little bit better is, is play the right tees. You know, people mm. play the tees that are wrong for them. They want to go back too far. Play the forward tees. Make it more enjoyable. Don't be so hard on yourself. You know, don't beat yourself up mm. for, you know, trying to hit a decent shot. You know what I mean? If you miss a two-foot putt, well, shit happens. You know what I mean? So <laughs> just you don't be so hard on yourself and play, play it forward. You know, play a shorter course so you've got some wedges and nine irons in hand rather than trying to smash your rescue into the green or something, you know what I mean? So that's that's my advice anyway. Oh, beautiful. Love it. That's some great advice for a young Izzy Dag. Well, I'm not young anymore and I'm still hacking and frustrating myself on that <laughs> golf course. Appreciate it, Work Stephen Alcott. We're so proud. Oh, oh, mate, three, three putt dag, they call me. Mate, congratulations. <laughs> Absolute champion. We're so oh. proud of We look forward to getting you back down home. Take care. Well done. No, th- th- thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. There he is, Stephen Alka. Back soon to wrap up the hour. Stephen Alka. Now, there's a bloke who's made it and hasn't lost his Kiwi identity from Mark. How good was that? If you've just tuned in and you've missed it, Stephen Alka joined us and spoke about his whirlwind year and what it means to him and coming back to play in New Zealand and cooking Kempi and Izzy a steak on the barbie. We'll How good. We'll Logan along to that one because he got him on. So we appreciate it, Logs, coming through. What a get. What a champ. I love his chat about it because I'm one of those golfers frustrated, know I can be better and I'm hopeless and I just get in my own head and I shoot 47 over and it's um. Are you saying you need to play off the, the ladies' tees? Oh, don't, don't, don't. No, no, probably not because I'll probably hit it over the green every single time, but um, <laughs> uh, that's all right. That's okay. Now, coming up, someone that uh, could take on the, the men's on the golf course is Renee Holmes. Look, let's be honest. She's going to be a little bit slow today. But here she is coming up. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. For a limited time, buy any Rexona products from Chemist Warehouse to be in to win 10k in travel vouchers. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ.
Here we go. Yes, I'll be honest. A young, selfish athlete back in the day kept saying, why the hell do the ladies think they can demand equal pay or think they deserve equal rights, etc., when they can't even sell out a stadium or receive any major sponsorship? That athlete was me, and boy, oh boy, how was I wrong. I felt sick to the stomach even knowing I was thinking that and even potentially saying it to people. I was totally wrong. All these ladies needed was a chance, was a genuine opportunity to showcase their skills and desire and authenticity they show every single time they take to the camera or mic. They just needed a voice and people to listen. And for that, I am definitely listening. I remember after winning the 2011 World Cup, In my hometown, I had the world at my feet. Companies and people wanted a piece of the all-black pie, and it came at a hefty price. I got a sense that this is going to be the same for our female athletes, and I absolutely hope so. This is an opportunity for the NZR to really utilise what the athletes have been able to achieve, and I hope many of them receive the monetary rewards that they thoroughly deserve. A simple bonus from NZR would be a heck of a start. Come on, Mark Robinson. Just do what needs to be done. Kempi. A little bit of vulnerability here, mate. um, Tika Tornu, bro. Yeah. That was awesome. And it takes a lot of of man to stand up and say, man, we got that one wrong. I was wrong. Yeah, of course. I was completely wrong, bro. I was so wrong. And they did. They and I know there's the other people out there too. Yeah, mm. they filled a stadium. They they they've and brought they... the whole country together. Like you can't sit there. I, I guarantee you can't sit there and think that there's an, a bonus that can't be paid to these women. Something, mm. you know, because they're the ones that have that, that have turned this nation on its head in this in the space of four weeks. It's unbelievable, is he? So well done. I agree with you a hundred percent. They just needed a voice, and they needed someone to listen and to to believe in them, and, and that's all it's taken. And um, mate, I really commend them. And one of them, who's uh, got a whole lot of belief from a country, is going to join us right now. We're still buzzing from the incredible scenes at Eden Park on Saturday night. So we thought we'd keep riding this World Cup wave. Renee Holmes is surely riding that wave. She's been out to all hours of the morning <laughs> as the Black Ferns fullback, and she was in top. Form. She was top five point scorer at the World Cup, and she's on the line with us now this morning. I hope you're not too dusty, Renee. How you doing? <laughs> oh, Morena. Morena. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. I just read you my last message. Okay, this is what I sent Renee yesterday. Early on in the day, I said she goes, "Yep." I think I'm having a rest tonight, so I'm deaf be up at 8 a.m. So keen. Well, she didn't rest because I jumped on the airways at 5 a.m. and I had a look on the socials. I was like, oh, she was only up about four hours ago. How's it been, Renee? <laughs> oh, it's been one heck of a last couple of days. Holy. I've never been oh. in a better like this, that's for sure. <laughs> but I guess we've never won a World Cup before at home, so. Oh. Mate, it's car play. It's so we run so proud. And look, honestly, you can do as much celebrating as you can and you deserve because mm-hmm. you've captivated a nation. You've captivated. Have you felt the love everywhere you've been? Well, literally everywhere I've been. Like people actually know who my name is now, and they're like, "Oh my god, you kept gold!" And I'm like, "Oh my god, you know who I am." <laughs> <laughs> That's your... the amount of people that are just saying thank you, like. 
generally say thank you for like bringing their love back for rugby, for bringing the excitement for them back. Like, oh, it's so crazy that we done that. We did that. Like, <laughs> oh, soak it, well. soak it in, Renee. Soak it in, and you're you're the face on on the telly mm. when you're lining up the kicks. That's why everyone knows who your name is. Hey, <laughs> I want to ask you. I just want to ask you what this means um, to you because your father took you to Hawke's Bay, travelled that, that seven-hour round trip every day to get you to a game. Um, mm. And, you know, for this to be realised as a World yeah. Cup winner, what does that, that mean me. to you and your whanau? Oh, man, I can just, you know, this this was a journey that we're on together. So, you know, if I win, we all win. And um, it definitely felt like that on the weekend. Especially even after that semi-final, I've never really seen, I've never seen my dad that emotional, like, Oh, it was just the greatest feeling being able to run run straight to him after that. You know, after obviously we done all our celebrations and stuff, um, but go straight to him, first person in the crowd I went to, and just give him a massive hug, and he just said, I knew you could do it, bub. Like, oh, my heart. Oh, so good. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. And I, I watched your dad's uh, interview before uh, that semi-final or before the <laughs> final. And, uh, mate, it was such a cool story. And just seeing mm-hmm. – it just re- re- reminds me of, of the family that you have behind you and how much um, effort and sacrifice they put in to make their kids' dreams come true. And your one's come true, Renee. And we're so proud of you. Just talk, about, talk to us about that kick. Like, your kicking is – out the gate, like you're from the sideline and you're banging it through the middle, and it started in that Australian game in the first game, and I was thinking, man, she's got a hell of a club foot on her. <laughs> Have, like, obviously, you had Dan Carter in there helping you. Is that something that you've just been really working on throughout uh, your career? And how did Dan help there? Um, yeah, that's actually like probably one of the most common questions I'm getting is obviously around the kicking because it's kind of come out of like it, it feels like it's come out of nowhere for people, but I, I've always known that I can kick, like, I've just, because of mm. soccer, my soccer background, like, I've always been, like, had a bit of a boot on me, but no one's really given me, like, the opportunity, like, it, it's been so awesome and exciting because he literally came in, clean, mm. you know, clean, clean slate, like, he didn't know anybody from a bar of soap, so, like, he just went based off, like, you know, just purely watching and seeing, you know, what people can do, yeah. and, um, and that, he's, yeah, the first person to actually ever give me, like, I guess, the opportunity to, to kick and then obviously getting Dan in there. Absolute, like, you know, you fangirl and stuff over him, but, like, now that I've just met him, like, I'm just like, wow. Like, what a great human. Like, he's so passionate yeah. about women's rugby and he he definitely, I, we only worked together a couple of times, but he, like, such a big influence over the way I was kicking and being able to do, um, handle the upstairs pressure. Like, so mm. I definitely give big, big credit to him and, and I can't wait for like summer now because I'm actually, you know, I, I really want to establish myself as one as the best goal kicker in the world. So, um, yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, well, you're top good. five point scorer in the Rugby World Cup, so you're going pretty good. <laughs> hey, um, do you sit, does it sit well now that you're a role model? And what does it mean to our, our tamariki, especially the ones in Gizzi? Oh, it means so much. Hello. I've always, that's always been like, a purpose, my why, like, is to be able to give back to my community and just to see the way that Gizzy got behind me for this, like, oh, it was just incredible, the amount of messages, the amount of articles, the, you know, like, amount of signs around around the town that I was getting sent, it was just like, wow, like, this is it, like, I've done it, this is what I wanted to do and now I get the opportunity to go back home whenever I do and um, get to take a gold medal home and show them that, you know, if you come from a small place or 
you know, my community helped me get me there, so I'm just proud as to come from Gizzy. Oh, I love Gizzy, heading back there in December. Hopefully you get back there, we can have a catch-up. I'd love to oh, see you and, and get a look at that. <laughs> Get a look at that medal around your neck. Uh, I see Machu. I see Machu had it on too, eh? So if he can have it on, I can have it on for sure. <laughs> hey, Renee, just quickly, uh, look, I've been coached by Wayne Smith, and I know when Wayne Smith has got so much faith in you as a player, he can be really hard on you. Was there any moments there mm-hmm. where Smithy gave you a little tune-up? Oh. oh, 100%. He always gives us tune-ups. And you just kind of, like, yeah. take it on the pin because you know that's him. Like, <laughs> it's good, though. Like, you, you know, we've always, like, want, you've always wanted that. Like, that was one of our biggest things, like, was we need feedback. And then when you get it right there on the spot, right in training, and then he puts you in the red, it's like, oh, this is amazing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, he, oh. he was, he's something announced that guy. And I think um, he definitely changed the way all of us look, look, look and see the game now. And um, mm. so, yeah. He's definitely left a big, big mark for us to to carry on. Hey, Renee, post the post the win. Have you girls been sitting down? Like we're talking a lot about uh, what should they happen. Sitting down, Kimpy. As far, dancing. Well, and dancing and talking <laughs> on the dance floor with your poise. Um, <laughs> have you guys been talking about what you know? An expectation of uh, we're saying like give them a bonus and all that sort of stuff. Is that being part of the corridor and around the group? Get the girls oh, paid. Uh, yeah, 100%. Shit, that'd be nice. <laughs> but um, it definitely, obviously it's like blowing up on social media and everyone's getting, you know, getting into it. Oh, yeah, surely they'll listen. But, you know, that's only, you know, that's only other people that's not in that are. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> We're not getting our hopes up. <laughs> I, th- I definitely hope that you um, ladies get the rewards you deserve. You've captivated a nation. And look, honestly, it was the best rugby I've watched in a very long time. Absolutely enjoyed it. Renee, we won't hold you long because um, I know you're tired and you probably want to go back to sleep. I'll stop pounding you now. But um, <laughs> no, there's a question fine. here from Steve. There's a question here from yeah. Steve. One of our texts his text three, said, Kia ora, Izzy and Kempe. Can you ask Renee about some young talent in New Zealand women's games that's coming through? E.g. Kaipo, Olsa Bacon and Carol Stellinger. Mm. Steve, the mm. young talent coming through, it's, it's flourishing, isn't it? Oh, hundred percent! It is absolutely flashing, and like I just really, I'm, I'm really excited because, obviously, the impact that this will come has had on our nation and, and the world. That, you know, um, mm. women's rugby, the, our numbers are just going to grow. Even just women's sport, you know, there's going to be so many young girls just wanting to come through, come through now. And I'm actually really excited because I feel like I've got a little bit more time in the game, so I feel like I'm going to actually get to see the, you know, the impact that, that this actually really has. Yeah. And get to play with some players that maybe watched the watched and came to the final. Like that really excites me as a player to to know that we've got yeah some amazing. How good! Yeah, there's so, so much talent, and you you are one of those talents, Renee Holmes. We appreciate you coming on. <laughs> What's the next couple of weeks look like for you? But R and R, but of the same same. Bit of oh, sleep. Yeah, actually, guess what? I'm 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 tagging on. I'm being that guy. I'm tagging on as a plus one to the Monaco Awards. <laughs> We're Are you? Time. Let's go. <laughs> when are you heading over? Oh, I know. When are you heading over? On Friday. On Friday. So we, oh. we're we having a bit of a. I'm, I'm, we're having a rest today. I promise. I'm going to go back to Hamilton and pack my bag and come back. 
<laughs> How good. Oh, you're going to absolutely enjoy it. Go to Monaco, have fun, and look, let's be honest, you. you ain't going to be slowing down over there. You're going to absolutely love it. Don't get lost, yeah. okay? Don't get lost. It's a big no. world out there, Renee. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> awesome, mate. Appreciate you coming on. Everyone's so proud of you here in Aotearoa and uh, particularly back home in Gizzy G-Town. I'll see you over mm-hmm. summer. Thanks. Take care. Thanks so much for having me. Here she is. Renee Holmes. Oh. In good spirits. You know, a few, few oh. late nights. That was like, you know, a fair while ago. <laughs> Those, uh, and off to Monaco. What a, geez, I hope, yeah. I hope that invoice is going directly to Mr. Mark <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> Please get it. Get them paid. You deserve it. You deserve it. How good. Coming up, we're going to shoot off and uh, we'll come back and we'll ring up Paulie Moati. Oh, I'm absolutely right behind our black friends. Man, they're so authentic. Their, their words, their comments are just not scripted and they just speak from the heart. And that's what I love, Kempi, about these black mm. friends players, the woman athlete in our country. So good. And here's another one, just for Paulie Moati. The TAB, through that World Rugby um, Cup, paid a, would have paid a mozza back to NZR NZR. So get some of that and give it back to the girls. Mm, beautiful. Beautiful. Well, Paulie Moati, you can ask him that question coming up. We'll chat to him shortly. That was Renee Holmes. She is the fullback for uh, the Black Ferns, and she did an absolutely stellar job, and I love chatting to her. She can go back and rest. She's off to Monaco. <laughs> oh, it just keeps getting better. You're listening to Izzy and Keep You For Breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yes, welcome back. That was Renee Holmes, fullback for the Black Ferns. She's off to Monaco as a plus one. <laughs> Gonna have a hell of a time. She messaged me. Hope I wasn't too dusty. I said, no, you sounded fine, mate. You deserve it. Go and celebrate it. Celebrate it. Enjoy the moment. So good. Right now, we're going to chat to Paulie Moati for our TAB live update. Bit live on your app today. Paulie Moati, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks, boys. How are you, boys? All good, Paulie. Ah, good. We're good. great. Hey, Paulie, have you, got the, have you got the New Zealand Open um, futures up yet? The, the what? New Zealand Open? Yeah. We just had Golf. Steve Alcott on. He's coming home. We want to see what he's paying. Oh, I thought you wanted to hear what Izzy was paying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you have a dig, mate. I'm over it. That's the past. It's <laughs> the past, yeah. We'll move on. Um, oh, well, oh. it'll be great to see uh, Elka back here just uh, with the rich vein of form that he's in on that Champions Tour. Um, and it, it just looks like he's just found another level since he's turned 50-plus. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, be great to see him. Um, what I am watching at the moment is the Grand Slam of darts with Jermaine Wadimina. Um, and he we took a $1,000 bet on Wadimina before this uh, match started at around a dollar forty odd, uh, looks like he's two legs up to one at the moment, uh, in a race to five. So that punter looking fairly good at the moment. Also had a look at the Kiwi Ferns and how they're doing in terms of betting, and I can tell you, uh, this is this is looking pretty bad. Uh, I think people have uh, sort of, after watching the uh, Black Ferns, um, 
get a victory against the English on the weekend, they thought, they're thinking, oh, maybe the Kiwi Ferns can do it. And of course, they only just lost to the Australian women uh, in the uh, pool play. So they're $6.30, the Kiwi Ferns, to, and the head to head market. The Aussies are $1.10. Yeah, wow. Kiwi Ferns are six thirty, and we've taken five times as much money on the Kiwi Ferns than we have on the Aussies. So uh, this could be a, a, another catastrophe for the bookies if the Kiwi Ferns can get up. $6.30. You'll be taking aren't more. afraid. They've, they're, jump, <laughs> they're jumping on. Uh, um, oh, yeah. oh, boy. How good is that? Uh, oh, mate, I think they've got a genuine yeah. chance, Paulie. I think they've got a genuine chance. Yeah. So you get those bookies, you get a few more empty seats in that office, I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, it's, it's a similar story uh, in the Rugby League World Cup final between uh, Toa Samoa and the Kangaroos. Toa Samoa, $6.50 to win that match. The Kangaroos, $1.10. Um, we're still taking money on the Samoans, they. <laughs> They're very, very popular with punters at the moment. They're 17.5-point underdogs. That hasn't deterred punters, though. They're jumping on Samoa, jumping on the Kiwi Ferns. Oh, boy. This this will be a, a huge, huge weekend. Of course, I haven't even mentioned the All Blacks match, uh, final test of the season, uh, out there at Twickenham, taking on the Palms. Uh, in that match result market, the Palms are $2.20. All Blacks $1.70. I guess we just wait to see what sort of team... Um, they decide to run out in the field before we uh, see any major action. So there's been a, a sprinkling for the All Blacks, uh, but I guess just like you guys, we're waiting to see what sort of team is named uh, that'll wear that black jersey on, yeah. uh, what is it, Sunday morning our time. Yeah, it's going to be a, an absolute doozy, but yeah, interesting to see where they go with that one and that team selection. Puli Muati. Yesterday, obviously, the Eagles' wings got clipped. Did you have a bit of a fill up there at the TAB? Uh, it, it wasn't the worst, to be fair. Yeah, there are a lot of supporters yep. of the Eagles. Of course, they had that 8 0 record, and now they're 8 uh, 1 after going down to the Washington Commanders. Um, there was a wee bit of support for the Commanders, but um, the, mm. the, the flow of the money, uh, certainly early on, was for the Eagles to uh, continue on that uh, winning way. But, yep. They uh, got undone by a very, very good Washington commander's side. I'm just having a look at the Invercargill meeting uh, today uh, where we have a $20,000 guaranteed late quaddy. Um, but I'm having a look at a couple of the earlier races and we've had a wee bit of money on a couple of runs. You might want to just slot into your um, betting uh, plan today, Izzy. Race two, number three. Give her a go out of the Anderton uh, barn, written by Corey Campbell, $10 into $8.50. That's been the best back in race two. And in race three, um, it looks like they really only want one here. Number seven, Clark Kent, uh, trained by Les Didham, written by Terry Mosley, 360 into $320. Uh, we've already taken a significant amount of money on number seven, Clark Kent, in race three at Invercargill today. Beautiful, Paulie Muati. Have a little look at that. Give her a go. And Clark Kent, I see what you're doing there. See what you're doing there. That you just put a bit of burly out and you'll be like, that mug dag will have a little go. Okay, I'll hear you. Appreciate it, Paulie Muati. Thanks for all the update, brother. Always gamble.
responsibly R18. That was Paulie Mwati giving us a little update. Six bucks for the Kiwi Ferns, Kempe. That is genuine good money. Oh, man, that's crazy money. And a dollar ten, they were a dollar eight at the 2008 World Cup, the Aussies, when the Kiwis beat them. And I know someone who backed that dollar eight and got a <laughs> hiding. Got a hiding. So, mate, if you actually want to have a little bit of a dabble, I think if the Kiwi Ferns can match them in completions, they'll run over the top of them. They'll run over the top of them. Six dollars is over the odds. And just some news that's just come in. How good two Kiwis have just picked up the golden boot. Joey Manu, the men's best player in the world, and Racing McGregor picking up the women's best player in the world. I think that's the first time ever that's happened. So Beautiful. they might not be in the final, but we can get, um, tip our hats to both Joey and Racing for being crowned the best in the world. How good. The best of the best. Joey Manu, Racine McGregor. How good is that? And uh, we're going to come. We've got heaps of text messages there as well. Kimpy will get to those shortly. But that was Paulie Mwara giving us an update. We're going to come back with some Love Racing updates. Is that you, Lokes? You got a bit of Love Racing. You're a bit of a punter, yeah? <laughs> What's your name, Lokes? Like there's Joe Dirt, you know? <laughs> there's the good oil. What's your name? <laughs> I what? wouldn't know, mate. Your punting name. We'll have one. We'll have one for you by the time we get back. Here we go. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning, boys. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, 27 minutes away from 9 o'clock. This is your Love Racing update. Uh, your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Visit loveracing.nz. I haven't actually got a name. What I've th- got one for you. What are you thinking, Kempe? In deep with the man needs. <laughs> I like it, mate. Um, I thought, you know, there's racing down in Invercargill today. It's my home city. Why don't we take a little dabble into the Ascot Park race course? I've actually got a great story from down at home. Mum used to have ownership in a horse down there back in 2018 when I was finishing university. Then at the Christmas races, her horse snuck in, so I got to go into the winner's circle with her and drink all the free beers, which was awesome. But taking a look at the Invercargill races today, race six at four o'clock, there's a horse called the Growler, uh, ridden by Terry Mosley. And uh, trained by Richard Didham, and I think I think I like the look of that one at two th- two dollars thirty for a win. I think it's been tipped to us the on the growler? show before as well. It has, it has, it's been tipped, and I followed that. And well, the growler didn't growl that day. Ah, well, hopefully was, she uh, uh, pretty. Uh, Pretty calm. Out, yeah, let's out a vicious roar today then, do you reckon, Izzy? That's your uh, Love Racing update. Your home for everything for racing. Visit loveracing.nz. They are the biggest in New Zealand racing. Yeah, it won its last, uh, second to last start, and it had two-thirds before that. So it's been racing well, and obviously had to step up in class, and its last outing came seventh. I backed it in with another multi. My first leg got up, and I needed the growler to come home to to get that multi home, so it didn't quite eventuate. But Terry Mosley, he's a good good rider. Take the So uh, we'll keep... Mm, take... Uh, what else is in that race? It's only a seven-horse race, so it's got a, got a hell of a chance. It's got a hell of a chance. Uh, we'll keep you up to date. Love that little love up racing update there, 
Neeps, good to hear your voice, brother. There's a couple of messages here talking about All Black selections. Uh, nine, Smith. Ten, Moonga. Eleven, Ioani. Twelve, Geordie Barrett. Thirteen, ALB. Fourteen, Sevu Reese. And fifteen, Bowden Barrett. Gutter Will Jordan isn't isn't on the tour. Also, correct. Congrats to the big man Guz. Will play his hundred tests in the same ground as Desi did. Yet Dan Carter up the ABs. Guz is big hundred. You like that backline, Kimpy? Yeah, I do. I do. I oh, look. I really like ALB at centre. I I watch that kid, and he is all effort. No matter what yeah. what he's doing, you know, he's giving you his best all the time. I think Geordie goes straight back to twelve, mate. He's been the best there all year. Um, and Mawonga and Bodie, all again depends on the forward pack. They go forward, those two will go all right. They go backwards, those two won't go all right. What do you like about what do you reckon about this backline from Paddy? He reckons Perinara and that per, uh, that the outing against Scotland, the impact off the bench, which went a long way to winning that game against the Scots, starting at nine, and then everything else is the same except Talia on the right wing instead of Sevu Reese. Yeah, well, both of them played really well. I've got to say, you know, um, Talia scored a couple of tries and, and didn't look out of place. And I'm going to take, tip my hat to TJ. You know, he's had a tough year and gets his opportunity and steps out of his skin, mate, to put in that type of effort. So I wouldn't be surprised if um, he goes there. But with this rotation policy, I think he I think he gets there, but he comes off the bench. Mm. Interesting, hey, yeah, I thought he did extremely well too, and his biggest, like, there's a lot of pressure now on Finlay Christie, there's a couple of times oh, now Finlay hat probably hasn't been able to fire, we're still looking for that third half, you got Brad Webber, who's sitting in the wings, um, obviously we know what he, pro- he he can produce, and you're a big fan of that too, Kempe, yeah, um, so whether he comes back into the mix, we're only one week, this is our last week, so they won't make a hell of a lot of changes, um, but... Um, we're expecting there's a lot of pressure on that wing position, and particularly in the midfield, does Rico Yuani just slot back on the wing, knowing how much pace and how much he's been a threat there over the past couple of years? Well, time will tell. That team will be uh, announced in the next coming days, so we'll keep you up to date with that. Another one from Paddy. Hey, Izzy, didn't the All Blacks get 100k when they won the quarter, semi, and final of the Rugby World Cup 2011? Surely the Black Fans get 50k each. Uh, they won... 100k after winning the final. If you won the semi or the quarter, it didn't matter. If you bundled out, you didn't make the final. You had to win the final to get that 100k. And obviously they won that final. And then 2015, it was 150k for each player. So there is money there. And it's a big odds. You know, look, I hope they do something. Look, I really do. And I know a lot of companies will be utilising and really um, utilising what the Black Ferns have been able to do. And that, and a lot of these players will begin um, company ambassadorial roles or something like that. So, yeah, I hope they come through. Another one here, name an All Black who progressed under Foster's reign. There's your answer to no All Blacks at the Upper Coming Awards in Monaco. Pretty on the money, the unknown texture can be. <laughs> they all blame it on Fozzie. <laughs> I know, he's going to cop it. Still, um, mm. I'll tell you what, it's a big week for Fozzie. You know, it's a big yeah. week for Eddie Jones because everyone's only ever going to remember the last game. And I'm expecting Fozzie to show his hand here and pick his best team. So can they get the job done up there in the UK? Well, Argentina went to Twickenham and won. That was the last time they, they sort of went out there and, mm. and showed that a, a northern um, a team can go out there and win. So I reckon Fozzie will pick the, you know, I think what will be his best team this weekend.
has to be. Has to be. Has to be. Whether that, look, and it backfires so much, Kempi, when you, you know, when teams are going to the finals, they have a week to be able to, uh, you know, a week of space where they can afford to play players that haven't played throughout the year. They change up the team, they lose momentum, they lose connectivity, and then they go in and they bundle out. So I hope this isn't the case, particularly after years of trying to find some cohesion and continuity and selections. We're going to see the best team. And we can't wait for it. And Ken, well, we know where Ken always goes to. Perofeta at 15, Talia on the right wing, Rico at 13, Jordi at 12, Caleb Clark on the left, Bowden at 10, and Aaron Smith at 9. What about Finlay Christie? He's another Blues player. I thought you would have chucked him in there. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ken, no way will Rico play on the wing. Oh, we always know where Ken's going. Appreciate that. Uh, and just one regarding Renee Holmes. We had her on before. Met her dad in Gizzy, 1980. Natural sportsman. Played for the Magpies as well. Injuries stopped him. No wonder his daughter is so good. And I think that's from my dad. My dad would have, would have met him up there, and, uh, mate, she was a hell of an interview. If you missed it, go and listen to that on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast and uh, get all our interviews. We also had Stephen Alka, and we had James Regan out of the UK, a News Hub's reporter, talking about that. We're going to shoot off, and we're going to come back to wrap up the show. we got Movember conversation with Rob Dunn. Now, remember... Well, we're going to do another draw too, Kempe, because it's your day and Kirsty's day, and we know that Kirsty and yourselves... We'll get it done. Do we predict that Beaver got it done? Probably not. Probably not. And if he didn't, well, that's just slap well, in the face. Well, they should let him know on the, drive, on the drive home. The Texas should get in there and let him know, where is that 10-minute Shadow Spa Beef? Mm. Oh, Beaver, eh? Missed his flight and forgot to do that. Anyway, we'll shoot off and come back with Rob Dunn, all things Movember. And it's now time to talk. Together we can change the face of men's health and Movember with Rob Dunn. Morning, Rob. How are you this morning? Good, mate. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. Mate, how's things going? How's the movement going? I know how it's going here at SENZ. Me and Izzy asked slaying it, but how's it out there, mate? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Like, it's always a cool time of the month. Like, you know, like myself, it takes a little bit of time for the moustache to come through, but, uh, you know, starting to get pretty (laughs) visible now, and that's, that's kind of what it's all about. So hopefully... They're acting as a bit of a conversation starter, which is what Movember's all about. So, so yeah, I really enjoy um, the next couple of weeks. But it's it's going really well, thank you. Mate, obviously the mo the moustache is the probably biggest uh, thing you can point to Movember and what this is about. What, what what are some of the other ideas that are coming through that people are doing to show their support for Movember and and the month of uh, of November? Mate, there's heaps going on. Like, there's, you know, one of the guys who jumps onto your station every now and again, Stevie Devine's doing all sorts. He did a bit of a pole dance the other day, which was just trying to rally up some donations, <laughs> put that up on Facebook, which is like, I mean, that's wrong in so many ways, but it works for me, fellas. You know, it's a great fundraiser. So, um, but um, in terms of the physical activity stuff, God, that's gone gangbusters the last couple of years. We've got people doing, you know, we've got a guy down here where I live in the Bay of Plenty doing 365Ks for November. We've got a heap of firefighters doing 100Ks. Um, we've got people um, going up the mount every day. Um, we've got like, we've got guys um, in the first responders crew who are going from station to station in full kit. So, like, you know, basically 15, 20Ks a kit on them. So that seems to be one that's, that's really stuck. And I, I love that because being physically active and taking on a challenge is, is basically the best preventative tool there is for all the things we support. You know, getting out there, 
and being active, it makes you feel good and it helps prevent any of the men's health issues we're getting stuck into. So I really love it when people do that stuff and, and like with anything in life, they do it in their own way and, and um, you know do it with their, their mates in their community and, and that's the key, I reckon. Well, Rob, we've been doing it here at SENZ. The breakfast team has been taken on the drive team and I'm just about to draw the cards for me and Kirst to pick up our, uh, our exercises for the day. Drum roll, please. Here we go, Kirst, you're up first. I'm just going to give it a couple of shuffles and your number is you're the queen. Of course you're the queen. And you've got six <laughs> times 12 chair dips today. There you go. Just so you can see, can you see that? That's a queen, eh, Logs? Because I know Ben's yeah. going to say it's rigged. It's not. Here we go. Drum roll. Here I go. This is me. We're going to shuffle this up a couple of times here. There we go. Shuffle, shuffle. And my one up for the day. Oh, I got the joker. Come and have a look, folks. Oh, now I think it's rigged. No. Yeah. Have a look. Have a look. What does that say? Yeah, no, nah, he's right. It's a joker. <laughs> I'm actually going to take a photo of that to send to my mate because she's not going to believe it. And I'll tell you what, Kirst, you're going to have to get out there today and mow the lawns. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> you like that one, Rob? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do like that one. I do. I didn't realise that was in the mix, but yeah, I like it. <laughs> hey, Rob, thanks a lot for joining us this morning, mate. We're right behind you and supporting Movember. Movember, we're in this together. Let's do it for the men in our mm. lives. So get on our SENZ uh, site, donate now, donate, donate to uh, Movember. It's a great cause. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. Love your work, lads. Appreciate it. Kirsty mowing the lawns, Kempe. Yeah, oh, I love that, mate. Honestly, this is, we're gonna. You you don't know what the joke of the yep, <laughs> mate. We're just too good in this game. Let's go. <laughs> let's take it and let's do it tomorrow. I'm gonna make sure that the joke is out of my game because I feel like I need to do something, and I just hope it's not mine. Lawns. You know what? Because I'm playing golf tomorrow. I I hope, like hell, I pick out play golf. I'm actually playing golf for the Gut Foundation tomorrow, so that will be right on the money. There we go. That was Rob Dunn talking about Movember and making a difference in men's health. Mental health is at the forefront of many minds at the moment. It needs to be spoken about not only this month, but every single day. And, well, the breakfast team and the drive team are making a difference and trying to raise some money. So if you can, please head over and uh, donate. We're not rigging it, I promise you. We're not rigging it. It's just... It's our lucky week. We'll shoot off and we'll come back with Sammy Hewitt, Spark Sport update. Back soon. It's 8.55 and it is now time for a Spark Sport update. Spark Sports, he sport differently with Sammy Hewitt. Running it straight, Sammy. Oh, what have you got for gents, us? I'm, uh, I'm royally fizzed uh, for this weekend. Um, <laughs> pl- plenty going on. Um, great news for cricket fans because we've got the uh, Black Caps India. Um, T20 series on um, Spark Sport, which gets underway on Friday, um, and then Game 2 on Sunday as well. Pretty good time, 7 o'clock in the evening, so good time for you, Kempi, just before your bedtime. Uh, you watch it, watch it while you're in the bath, mate, or in the hot tub. Uh, and <laughs> and then, of course, the uh, the Rugby League World Cup Finals. Um, Kempi, which one are you looking forward to the most, the men's or the women's? Oh, the women's, yeah, of course. 100%. Yeah. Women's! Come on, come on. Who's yeah. that, um, oh, who got player of the game yesterday? The name escapes me. Played the game for them yesterday. Um, the centre? The reserve prop. Well, she was playing in the centres, basically. She was, and she's she, played, and the game before that, she played on the wing. Yeah. Um, she's such a good oh, player. Such a strong runner, eh? Exciting. She played for Auckland, eh, in the Farah Palmer. Did she? 
Yeah, she's yeah, a, yeah. She played oh. for Auckland on the wing, and she was awesome. And she made her debut at the World Cup for league. That's crazy. <laughs> Here she is, winning player was. of the game in the semi final. Millie Hufonga. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Very oh, good. That's epic. All right. Well, that's um, for the early risers. Sunday morning at I think two o'clock is the is the kickoff, and then you can just go straight into the uh, the men's final Aussie Samoa at um, five a.m. Uh, we're going to talk plenty about that on uh, running it straight today, Kempi. Yeah. Um, it's going to be exciting. Um, and just finally, boys, I know you uh, you like to dabble a little bit in your your Formula One last Grand Prix of the year, Abu Dhabi. Doesn't really matter. Already found out. We already know who won so we're not going to get the drama of 2021 but I remember we were sort of well, we were a couple months in on ECNZ last year when all of that hit and uh, that sparked people up Louis Hamilton and uh, and Max Verstappen so actually at the moment Matt because last year Max was sort of you know, vilified for how that race ended. He's been vilified the same time this year, but it was just because on the weekend he didn't let his teammate. Just a question. Get a just win. a question. Do you need a special <laughs> license with those glasses that you wear to drive? Why is that? I'm just wondering. Can you see? Because they're very thick. Oh, you think they're dirty? <laughs> do you think they're dirty, or do you think they're too thick? Oh, I'm just worried. I'm just, both. Uh, I'll just make sure you don't drive at night. Yeah, I only clean them once a day, mate. And uh, yeah, I'd prefer not to see you clearly. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you. <laughs> Sammy, tell them to run it straight. Oh mate, I've, yeah. Tell him to run it straight. I'll, I, what, I'll go, what I'm going to do is yeah, I'm going to go out to that tiny little berm that he's got in his house that he calls a lawn, and then uh, I'll run it straight in there. You can't. You come here. Hey, stay the night. Hey. Hey, Sammy, have you cut any clips from any mistakes today, have you? Oh, there's a couple on the folder. There's a couple on the folder. Right? Get in secret. <laughs> when are you easy. playing that? When are you <laughs> playing that? I'm so see, that. Christmas tape. Christmas tape. There you oh. go, see. Thanks a lot for joining right. us this morning, Sammy. This month on Spark Sport, catch the Rugby League World Cup finals. How good Black Caps versus India Champions League and much, much more. That's brought to you by Spark Sport. See sport differently. On everything this weekend, ASEM, rugby league, that's the main one. Is he? How good? Who you got? How good? Who you got on the weekend? Oh, mate, Kiwi Ferns, and I won't even watch that other game. Because, oh, look, I will, for Samoa's sake, I hope they get up. Look, uh, ripping in. Awesome. Awesome show today. We appreciate all our guests coming on and. Wow, just been a part of our show. And all the text messages coming through. And Joe from Gizzy, he's done a wee multi. And he says, Izzy, you still on Gizzy our Popo? That is tomorrow. No, no. Joe, December. December 17th, brother. I'll hey, be there. Izzy, I'll be there quickly, for five, six weeks. Just quickly. Mm. Um, she's not home, Kirsty, so she can't do the lawn. So what she's got to do is she's got to do uh, 30, 10 30-second planks. 10, 30-second plagues. There you go, Kirst. Get your workout on, mate. She'll eat that up. She's so competitive as Kirst. You should have got something out of her comfort zone. Anyway, got all day. We're back tomorrow. Kaki Tiano. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.